Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. A new social media campaign launches today to raise awareness of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action. Daily, the 9494 campaign will highlight each of the 94 calls to action in as many days, encouraging people to take action in a variety of ways. The campaign will conclude on September 30th in honor of Orange Shirt Day and the first National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Today we're joined by Jimmy Thunder. He's the board chair of Reconciliation Thunder. Today on Connections, he'll share with us the importance of this event, why it's 94 in 94 days, and how you can get involved. We're joined today by Jimmy Thunder. He is the board chair of Reconciliation Thunder. Now, Jimmy, a new social media campaign is launching today to raise awareness of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action. It's called the Hashtag 94 in 94 campaign. Tell us a little bit about this. 94 in 94 is a campaign in which we're inspiring Canadians to really engage with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 calls to action over 94 days. So um, Circles for Reconciliation and Reconciliation Thunder have both really been reflecting on the discoveries of children, both in Kamloops and recently in Saskatchewan. And we really want to try to really guide conversations. We know that there's a lot of good people out there that are just asking, what can we do? And it's really important to build on the work that the Truth and Reconciliation Commission has already done and the 94 calls they gave us back in 2015. And so we're trying to motivate all the all the good people that are out there trying to not just do something small, but contribute to the long-term change and the long-term solution. And so we are posting 94 calls to action every single day, both on the Reconciliation Thunder and Circles for Reconciliation pages. And we're encouraging people to read the calls, share the calls, and decide on how they can act on the calls. And it's really a challenge for for leaders, because what we would like to see is different leaders organizing their communities or their organizations or their churches and having conversations about the calls to action in parallel. So whether that includes in inviting Indigenous people to come speak to their communities or organizations, or um, just going over the the final report of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, just whatever they feel is, uh, is, is important and whatever they feel they can do, we want to encourage those discussions. Jimmy, why is it so important to host a campaign like this and to draw awareness to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action? I think it's so important because I I think that the key to all of this is empathy, you know, because I think that you have a lot of people that are that are wanting to look for a solution, but there is a gap, you know, there is there is there is a gap in the experience of the Indigenous peoples in this country, and uh, and what non-Indigenous peoples know about it, and it may not be our fault that there is this gap, but I think it's the empathy that's going to fix this because. You know, years years ago, when something like this would have been discovered, you know, we we wouldn't have maybe acknowledged them as human beings the same way that we're starting to see that happen now. You know, and we're seeing people refer to these as children instead of just you know bodies. And and I think that 
I think that's incredibly important because these are they're equal in the eyes of God, and we're starting to see more people recognize this. And um, I think nobody would argue that that they're people. Um, nobody would nobody would argue that they're not. I think that the difference, though, is when we mourn things as a country, when we think about um, how 9/11, for example, was was mourned as a nation, um, and when we think about Remembrance Day and how we commemorate the suffering together, I think that we're we need to move towards the fact that residential schools is something that we need to mourn together in the same way that these lives are just as important that, as any other life. And and I think that that's where we need to move, where we corporately as Canadians recognize that, recognize these lives as equal to everyone else and equally important of commemoration and, and remembering. And uh, and I think that exactly like your, what you're saying, you know, people, people like you and, and other people who are, who are, responding with empathy i think that's how we get there it, it'll take a long time but but that's how we get there is through empathy and through caring about each other now one of the institutions that's taking up this challenge is horizon college and seminary tell us a little bit about horizon college where it's located and what they're doing yeah horizon college and seminary is located in saskatoon saskatchewan uh there are bible college and what uh, what they have started doing is they required a course on um, that teaches on the history of residential schools, um, why apologies to residential school survivors were necessary, and how to move forward together in a good way. And so Horizon has uh, they brought me to come on and teach that course, and it's a required course for everybody who is going to graduate with uh, with a degree. And so when this happened, they reached out to me and to my brother, Andrew Thunder, and uh, they said, well, what can we do? We want to move beyond just putting a statement out there. What can we actually do? And so we started um, a series of, of blogs, and this is actually a component of the 94 in 94 campaign. What, they, what they're doing is they're using their community, their circles, their, their space of influence to invite us in and to speak to everybody who, who would listen from a Christian perspective and to parse it out from a Christian perspective. And their sort of main way of describing what they're doing is describing a third way, where we're not looking at it from, you know, everything everything is a microaggression, everything is about race, and, and there's no hope, you know, because you see that on one end. And on the far end of the spectrum, you see people that are saying, well, this is not about me, I, I didn't do any of this, it's this is in the past and we don't we need to move on and so the, if those are two different ways then we're creating a third way where we're just looking at the good people who want to learn who want to bridge the gap and who want to examine the truth and reconciliation commission's work from a christian perspective and using a christian worldview and so in a nutshell that's what it is and so it's going to be a series of videos that people can follow on their horizon page and uh, it's in tandem with the 94 in 94 campaign that we're doing in collaboration with Circles for Reconciliation. Really, you're encouraging anyone across Canada to get involved with it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I would encourage people who are interested to follow Horizon's uh, page and, and, and to follow that. But everybody across the country, all the leaders out there um, 
who are who are willing and able to just mobilize your your group, mobilize your community, mobilize your organizations, and start talking about long term changes and how we can really bridge that gap of understanding what it is to be Indigenous and non-Indigenous in Canada. Now, Jimmy, for those who want to be educated, who want to learn more but are not actually on social media, are there other ways that they can learn and be educated? Yeah, yeah. For a book, I would recommend Indigenous Rights by Chelsea Vowell. I think she's, uh, she's not writing from a Christian perspective, but it is a really good, holistic, short introduction to everything. It's your short introduction to everything. And so I would recommend that book. And the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada is working on a series of videos uh, that reflects on that book from Christian perspective. So I would start there. I would also recommend that people read the executive summary of the Royal Commission uh, Report on Aboriginal Peoples. Um, sorry, the highlights from the Royal Commission Report on Aboriginal Peoples. I think that is a really good uh, snapshot of the, the, the relationship between Indigenous and non-Indigenous peoples. And it answers a lot of questions that I hear from people again and again. And, and some, of the big thing, some of the big questions about can this be fixed? So I would recommend that. But also, again, going back to the work of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, I would say read, read the um, executive summary of the report of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And, um, yeah, read through that. And, yeah, even with these three resources, this is, these are really good starting points for people to really begin to understand this, uh, this whole relationship in, uh, in, in a short amount of time. But recognizing that it, there's a huge amount to learn, and I think that's sort of the challenge with reconciliation is you almost have to be a historian and a policy analyst and a lawyer, you know, to really understand why we have such gaps and, 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 and why the problems are so hard to fix. Now, there's been some information floating around on social media about Canada Day and what should happen on this day. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I know for a fact that it's, this Canada Day is going to be really, really difficult for a lot of Indigenous peoples. And I, I think it's important to really, to really for, for Canadians to really understand why, why that is and, and understand the dynamic. Why are Indigenous peoples not interested in celebrating Canada Day? And you know, it's and it's it's because there's a lot to, yeah. It's it's just really think about what's being celebrated on that day. And so, I, I would say the first thing that people can do is just really spend some time understanding the history, look at our treaty relationship. Um, for those in Manitoba, look at uh, the. Um, the Treaty Relations Commission of Manitoba for those in Saskatchewan. It's the Office of the Treaty Commissioner. Um, just really understand the treaty treaty relationship and what that means. Because I think that the treaties are all about doing life well together. When, when for example, Treaty 1 was negotiated, the que- some of the recorded speeches included things like, grant me wherewith to make a living for my people. You know, And so that was one of the ch- chief's sentiments. And so it's just the idea of, we're all treaty people. We're all doing life together. So, so as we reflect on Canada Day, reflect on the treaties, reflect on the these these attempts, not just the number of treaties, but pre-Confederation treaties, because these represent this original desire to do life well together. 
and um, and a lot of different treaties are good examples for that. So I, I would re- encourage people to really reflect on the treaty relationship, and uh, not from a rights-based perspective, but from a relationship perspective. And I think that's important. Another thing, symbolic, is just to wear orange. We're not saying, you know, don't celebrate Canada Day. Um, but if you're going to celebrate it, celebrate it with this understanding that, yeah, there's there's a lot for us to reflect on. And, and there's things that need to be changed. And so, so wear orange um, to reflect your recognition that, you know what, it, uh, although we are commemorating the day, let's also commemorate that there's some work that needs to be done in order to reconcile and in order to do things better together. So I would say, uh, yeah, those are, those are two things that I would say, you know, as we, as we step into Canada Day. Thanks, Jimmy, for joining us today. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.